Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast, Allison. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you for having me on. And I'm so glad that we're chatting today. I'm super excited to talk with you. Yeah, me as well. I absolutely love what you do. I love your website. Everything looks so incredible. I know I've gone through your manifestor workshop. And so for everyone listening, Allison is a human design expert and human design is something that I have talked about in a couple of episodes recently. And so I figured this thing keeps coming into my life. It's definitely circling in my in my awareness and it's being brought up in interviews. And so why not go deeper and have an amazing conversation? So today, Allison and I are going to talk about what is human design, and then we're going to be reviewing the different types of human design profiles and basically sharing some tips and setting you up for success so that you can make 2022 the best ever. And so Allison, before we dive in, because I have a lot of questions for you, I'm so curious about this. I would love to learn a little bit more about you and your story and how you came to do what you do. Yes. Okay. So my background is not woo-woo at all. (laughs) I worked in Austin, Texas in the music industry for a little over 15 years. So my background is in business management, but I've always really, really been interested in psychological development and all that kind of stuff and spirituality and all of that. And I even went to go to grad school to become a therapist in my late 20s and didn't finish that or follow through because I was like so overwhelmed with the idea of taking on -on one-on-one therapy clients. It just like was draining just even going to school about that. I was like, maybe this isn't quite right, but I knew that I would use all that knowledge sometimes. So anyways, fast forward to 2018, I became pregnant with my daughter. I was still working in the music industry, but I knew that eventually I was going to have to go more part-time. Like I really wanted to be able to be a present mom, but still work. I like really enjoy working. And part of me knew that the music industry wasn't my forever career. I had a lot of, I think, ego attached to it. I was really good at what I did, all that kind of stuff. But I, I, in my gut, in my heart of hearts, like I knew that that wasn't going to be something that was always going to be part of my life. So anyways, fast forward, uh, I gave birth to my beautiful daughter and had already started studying human design, but literally like five hours after she was born, I looked up her human design, which I'll get into later, how you can do that. And found out that she was a reflector, which is less than 1% of the world's population are reflectors in human design. And so I was like, 
okay, I like really need to dig into this and what this means because this is crazy. And that's when I decided to get my certification and go through the whole human design college and all of that kind of stuff. Thank goodness, because once the pandemic hit in March 2020, the music industry basically shut down and I was put on unemployment and I just didn't even have that. And it was scary, but it was also a blessing because it gave me a little bit of extra time to really finish my certification and get this business started up, which originally was called Align Designs which was beautiful and wonderful. But I also knew that that wasn't like going to be the forever name and then um, have transitioned that and rebranded over into You Do Woo. So that's where you can find all of my stuff is on youdowoo.com. For the past year and a half, this has been my jam. I help entrepreneurs and moms and corporations. Um, I'm a human design consultant, so we just dig into the human design chart. And if you want me to get into the background of all of that, exactly what human design is, I totally can. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing a bit more about yourself and your journey. And I always find it so interesting how what we're interested in, what we study or dabble in in earlier years in our life, how things start to come around. And it sounds like for you, there was a lot to do with timing as well. And you were already interested in this, having your daughter and having her be a reflector, which is really cool, less than 1% of the population. It sounds like it took you deeper. And then yeah, 2019 hit and here we are. (laughs) So like I said earlier, I'm really excited to dive into all things human design, but really giving people an idea of what is human design. Now, I know for me, I think of it like I think of astrology, more or less, we all know our sun signs. I'm into numerology. So I think of numerology as a a way to learn information about yourself. There's Myers-Briggs, there's all of these different personality tests and typing that's either based off of characteristics and traits or your birth time or your name. And so for me, human design, my understanding of it is that it's almost like a combination of a few different Mm -hmm. esoteric things. And really, it's like a blueprint. Here you are. This is how you were born. This is how you were made. These are your innate qualities and and characteristics. And it can be really empowering because then we can learn more about our true nature and how to harness that. I'll turn it over to you because you're the expert. But is that a correct understanding? Yes. um, You actually have a lot better knowledge of it than most people when I'm trying to explain, explain the layman's terms view of it. You're correct. So it really came about in the 1980s. And it's interesting because it parallels all of the DNA research and the genetics research that was going on at that time. So like literally every month, we're learning more and more about our DNA. Um, And the human design chart is basically a printout of your energetic DNA and how energy is moving in your body. It draws from like you said, astrology. I don't know very much about astrology. So don't like if you're not well versed in it, you can still understand human design pretty easily. Genetics, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and quantum physics. It's sort of like a morphing of all of those. And it's beautiful because it's really meant to be seen as an experiment 
it's not like a belief system or a religion or anything like that. You can add it on to any type of religion or spirituality or belief system that you already have. It goes along really well with anything like that. I always tell people, get a reading, go dive deep, then take what works for you and what resonates for you and really leave the rest. Like I'm not meant to convince you of anything. It is really meant for you to sort of take the parts that really work for you, for your tool belt. I've done well about 200 readings to date, and I've never had a person that this didn't resonate with on a like cellular level, just in their body. They felt this huge sense of relief, this huge sense of being seen. It's amazing. It's basically an empowerment tool, not really self-help, but like sort of self-realization. And there's definitely parts of it that you can use for business and relationships. It was originally created to use in parenting so that our kiddos don't have to be deconditioned from the societal constructs that are set in place. All of this started in 2020, and it's really going to amp up more and more and more. 2027 is like this magical year that everybody talks about in human design where it's a new paradigm and the feminine is taking over and all of that kind of stuff. It's beautiful. It's going to be a an interesting process over these years leading up to 2027. But human design was really meant to be used as a tool to walk through this shift, these like seven years leading into this new paradigm. So yeah, it's an amazing tool. And I can go over the different types really quick if you'd like me to. Yeah, that's super interesting. I want to add in a couple of things because this is why I'm so, I know I have a lot of friends who are super scientific and they're from, you know, we, they're from a different school of thought in some ways, even though I did study science in university. <laughs> and I do think that there can be a science to some of these personality typing and as you say, empowerment tools. And so I just want to share, I personally, what I found so empowering about human design. And as I've started to learn more about human design is that it's giving me permission to be me. Mm -hmm. And one of my missions at the Glojo is to really inspire people to live an aligned, fulfilling life where they truly are just in touch with themselves. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reasons, I'll find myself second guessing myself and being like, are you the only one who struggles with just like, hey, this is who I am. This is how it is. And it's really been a large part of my journey. And then as I've learned more about manifestors. And that's the type that I am. I'm like, oh, it seems like this could be a manifestor thing. But I really love it because it does give me, it gives me permission and it makes me feel understood, like you said. And it's almost like, oh, it's okay that I'm like this. And it's learning my skills and my strengths and really how I can leverage those and harness those. And so that's what I've really loved about it. And so how many types are there? So there, there are five types. And the way that you look it up, you do have to have your birth time and the location of your birth, your birth date, your birth time and location. If you do not know your birth time, you can reach out to me and I can sort of play some guess and check with your chart. Like if you don't know the exact time and we can sort of figure out if your type would happen to change with with the time. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, depending on the date and location. But Anyways, I can give you all the information for that awesome. for the show notes as well for Thank your listeners. You. I've been learning more about human design, but if someone's totally new to it, so we have the five types and that's the manifestor, generators, reflectors, manifestor, generators, and projectors. So we have the five types. 
And then each type has a strategy and is there each type has, I know because I'm a splenic manifester. So what is like, if we're thinking of this almost like an organization chart, just to give people a visual, because I'm such a visual person. So we have our five types and then each type has a strategy. What are those different things just so that we can have the greater context before we dive into the details? Yes. So the five types are generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. And then each of those five types have a corresponding strategy. And I will talk about each of those. So for manifestors, that is to initiate and inform. For projectors, that is to wait for the invitation, which is a tricky one. And for generators and manifesting generators, it is to wait to respond to the universe bringing you things. It's a little bit different than waiting for the invitation. And then reflectors have a lunar strategy and it's just based on the month and they're really going to change depending on the month. So they're, that that is a whole other thing. Reflectors, if you want to reach out to me, I love doing readings for reflectors and I've only done a handful because it's less than 1% of the population, but we can go there. And then your authority, lunar authority is only for reflectors, but for all the other ones, they can be any type of the human design type. So for you, it's splenic. So you're a splenic manifester, but there can be splenic projectors so on and so forth. So your authority is how you make decisions. And one thing that's really interesting is that everybody's human design chart is very different. It's like your fingerprint, right? There's like 9 billion different human design charts, but no single human being has an authority of their brain or their mind. So we are not meant to use our mind to make decisions. Wow. That's wild. That's so interesting. Okay. So this was good information. So we have our five types and then each type has a strategy and then there's the authority. Yeah. There's light and dark sides to each. And the cool thing is that really embracing the shadow side is one way to to really unblock a lot of things, like unblock your manifestation powers, regardless of what type you are. So just a few bullet points on manifestors, a little less than 9% of the population, very independent, very autonomous. Freedom is very important. All about making the first move. For manifestors, it's really important to delegate things. One like slight shadow side to the manifestors is their super powerful aura and energy. Either people get you or they don't. They either are obsessed with you or they might be put off by you. And just really embracing that and knowing that not to back down from that powerful energy, but really step into it and know that your tribe is going to be attracted to you and you don't need to really change for anybody else. And a tip is just using your throat chakra, informing. You asked about informing. Informing is a really big deal. When you're making a decision, if it is going to affect other people, just letting them know your next step in that decision-making process or your next step. You don't have to tell the whole world everything that you're doing, but if it's going to impact maybe your people that you live with or whatever, that your coworkers or something like that, just oversharing your next steps and what you're going to do. Because manifestors almost have this vacuum type energy where if you go do leave a room or go do something or like get off of a Zoom call or something, 
you bring all the energy out with you and people really notice. And so just letting people know like, hey, I'm going to be hopping off five minutes early, just letting you guys know this is what I'm going to go do. Simple things like that can make things a little bit easier and help everybody else deal with your super powerful aura. Energy audit. Interesting. I'm just thinking of a situation this morning with some communication and someone had followed up and asked for something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that. But after I was waiting on this one thing and I could see how it would feel like a void. So this is a really good tip. And so the manifestor is the type, the strategy is the informing. And then we have different types of authority. And Mm -hmm. so how many different types of authority? are there? And is there time to talk about all these? We won't go that deep. And if you want to know your authority, people reach out to you. Yes. So there are a lot of types of authority. If people want to dive deeper into theirs, they can contact me. I have a free masterclass that I can send them for their certain authority. But I would like to talk about yours for anybody who has (laughs) Splenic because it's really fun and it's not very common. So for Splenic authority... That obviously has to do with your spleen, an organ in your body. It's rooted to survival and fear, and it governs your lymphatic system. So for you, getting regular lymphatic massages is a really big deal. And really, maybe like jumping on a rebounder, stuff like that, really keeping your lymph, your lymph system going is a really big deal. So only projectors and manifestors can have splenic authority. And this is really about learning to listen to that spidey sense. It's almost a maternal instinct about survival and fear. And it it's almost like this cat-like sense of alertness where it doesn't make sense on paper what you feel. You might get in touch with a person or see meet a person and you're like, no, bad energy. Even if they're a very nice looking person, very kind to you, you know, saying kind things, your spidey sense says, nope, not going to get into business with this person. Like it's not good. And you can't explain that to someone else. So like really honoring that and following it as much as you can and respecting it and knowing that that is a special sixth sense that you have that not everybody has. Um, is a really, really big deal. So you really need to to listen to your spleen. If you don't listen to your spleen, you often pay for it with health issues, accidents, injuries. So it's all about survival and all that kind of stuff. And um, the more that you practice it, the louder it gets in a positive way. And the more you can be guided to make decisions that will save you time, that will bring you more money, that will put you in the exact perfect alignment to meet the people you need to meet X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Thank you for sharing. And so that's, yeah. So the authority is almost how we receive information. Is that a correct way to say it? Yes. Or, or make decisions as well. So yeah, your authority is really important as far as making decisions. Perfect. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. And I know for me, I think the biggest struggle I've had is just accepting that I do have these huge bursts of energy and then I need a lot of time to recharge. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. always felt like there was something wrong with me because I need so much time to recharge. And I would find myself comparing, you know, comparing myself to my generator friends or manifestor generator friends because I have a lot of them. And I've just come to realize, no, this is how I operate and I need to honor my needs. And so again, 
human design has really helped me to just better understand myself. So I'm not making myself wrong for it. And I'm able to actually use this information in a powerful way. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. What's the next type? So generators and manifesting generators, I'm going to sort of talk about um, together because they're very similar. If you're a manifesting generator, definitely send me a little screenshot of your chart. And I can tell you if you're a little more manifester or a little more generator and sort of how to go from there. But so I usually talk about generators and MGs together. This is most of the population, about 70%. I'm a generator. These types have a lot of energy and life force, and they are meant to build and create things and bring things to life. But it is so it is of utmost importance that they vibe and the with the work that they do and it lights them up. When I was working in the music industry near the end, I was on the struggle bus because it was not lighting me up anymore. And so when you see a generator that's maybe depressed or really not motivated or really pushing themselves they don't get burnt out very easily. We don't get overworked very easily so long as we're doing something that is aligned and something that lights us up. So that's a really important thing to note. The more you do as a generator or MG, what lights you up, the more energy you're going to have. And then you can flow that energy into other people too. So for you, doing some work sessions and hanging out with other, with generators and MGs, like, during those times where maybe you don't feel motivated and you don't want to work, but you need to, just even being on a Zoom with another generator can really fill you back up with energy. It's really, really beautiful. Interesting. So that's like, and most of us, our world is like conditions you to be a generator. It's that eight to five mentality. I love working eight to five every day, so long as I can work on human design, but you put me back into like business management or accounting and I'm like, I can't do this for eight hours a day, right? So we live in a generator world, the whole- Agreed. Uh, yeah. that. And yeah. so if you're a generator, just know that doing what lights you up, you can do that forever. It's You're like the little energizer bunny. But all the other types, you are not meant to live in a generator world. I can really, really relate to that because it's difficult for me to keep up with the, we'll say like nine to five or whatever it is. I just feel like that's not how I'm built. And even when I look back over the years, I've only spent three months in the traditional office setting yeah, of my life. Yeah, like I've just never, I, I can't do it. <laughs> and so what are the strategies for generators or the strategy? Is there a common strategy for generators and then so for manifestor generators as well? Yeah. Generators and MGs, their strategy is to respond. So you want to go out and make things happen and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes we want to be that manifester. But the more blank space that you keep for just creativity or doing something that lights you up or just relaxing, even if that's 30 minutes a day or a three-hour chunk of time a week for generators and MGs, that allows space to be open for the universe to come bring you things and you get to say yes or no to them. So we don't have these urges that come from inside of us like you do, like a manifester. We instead wait to have the universe bring us certain things and then we say yes or no to it depending on our authority, like if our sacral says yes. So that's a really beautiful thing. So I the way I do that as a generator is I keep Wednesdays every week totally open. I don't do any 
human design readings or recordings on Wednesdays. So leaving some time open is really important. And then for generators and MGs, learning how to listen to your authority, that sacral energy, knowing that there's no maybe. There's either yes or no. And we try to create maybes all the time, but there really isn't a maybe for us. Manifesting generators have a little bit of a gap in between that sacral gut, hell yes or hell no, and then taking the action. Whereas generators are really going to feel fulfilled immediately getting that and going and doing the thing, right? Where MGs have a little bit more of like a, a gap in between. They can go sort of dip their toe in and figure out if it's something that they want to do or not, rather than go on to the races. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Very interesting. Thank you for explaining that. Okay. So then what's the, so we've done manifestors, generators, MGs, manifesting generators. What's next? Projectors. Okay. So there's probably going to be a lot of projectors listening. They're about 20% of the population. You are not here to initiate or do. You are meant to be this like higher being bird's eye view seeing what's going on. You're there, your guides and coaches and healers and all of that kind of stuff really are not meant to work more than two to three hours a day. So it's interesting because manifestors and projectors are not like those energy beings, right? But manifestors sort of have their own rhythm. You could maybe work really hard for three days in a row and then want to take four days off, right? Projectors are sort of a little bit more meant to have two or three hours a day of some work, right? Consistency. So that's really interesting. And as so many projectors are working eight to five jobs, and that's just really, it's going to lead to burnout or health issues or something like that. And if they are not aware of their divine gifts and how they're meant to be a guide for people, you don't have to be a therapist or a coach but you are meant to guide in some way. And we can talk about that if if you want to book a reading and sort of talk about your specific divine gifts. But projectors are really meant to use those divine gifts and to understand people, put themselves in other people's shoes, and then like really penetrate into those people and help them feel seen and then guide them with what is specific to them. They're really, really meant to be guides. It's almost like this new paradigm. They're the CEOs. They're the people who are like guiding everyone else. It's pretty cool. Projectors are awesome. And so, yeah, that's really interesting. I've been very curious about projectors because I don't know very many of them personally, and I haven't spent a lot of time learning about it. So here's a question that I think it applies to anyone listening We'll take projectors for an example. Like you said, they're supposed to do maybe two to three hours a day and it's just that consistency. And so if they're in a a nine to five, that can be troublesome. So what's the practical advice that you have for people if they're listening and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm really outside of my design. I'm not honoring it. This is not my workflow. This is not my life. Then what? What are some steps that people can start to take? So there's some short-term tips I have and some long-term tips I have. Long-term, I would just look at your one to five-year plan and figure out if either you can decide some new schedule with your boss where you're getting your work done in a lower amount of time each day, that kind of thing, or 
if it's a type of work that's not lighting you up, figuring out an exit strategy and figuring out what your divine gifts are that you can create a career out of because you can create a career out of anything. So that's long-term. And I like to show people that to work towards um, and sort of having a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing because you sort of have to have that as a projector. Short-term, if you were in a nine-to-five job, I would say for sure, only spend two hours at your desk before you get up and have a good amount of time away from your computer, away from your desk, away from work, whatever that looks like. If that's going outside, if that's being able to like take a little meditation break or just take a walk or something, like split up your time into two hour segments and taking a decent break in between those with something that feels nourishing, nurturing whatever that looks like. And then if you don't work weekends, literally chill. Use those two days to refill your cup and do as much self-love, chill, nurturing stuff as possible. And in the evenings too, don't try to put too much on your plate. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's great. And I think what's coming to mind for me again, like this is about getting to know ourselves and then it's accepting it and then mm-hmm. it's honoring it. And and a lot of times I think because we are very conditioned to live a certain way in society, the honoring, the accepting of it has been tricky for me in lots of ways. And now I'm there and mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. liberating. And then starting to honor it and design your life by this and just knowing that it might look different and that's okay. And you can think outside of the box and you can really start to design your life. Like you're like the previous name, like Align Design. It really is designing your life in a way that works for you and that lights you up. So thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. And just so people know, I think the beginning of 2020 started all of this out with a bang, but you are going to see a lot of changes happening over the next few years. And don't be afraid to be part of that change, like asking for a new work schedule or, you know, asking for a little bit more flexibility. It's going to be a normal thing in the next couple of years. It's already becoming that way. And so really, really take charge of that for yourself and help us create that new paradigm of having a little bit more feminine energy to our work and allowing and receiving and rest and and all of that kind of stuff. So don't be afraid to do that. And I think the last type we had to talk about was reflectors. Yes, let's do it. Yes. Okay. So reflectors are less than 1% of the population. They are called lunar beings and they're, they're really unique because it's almost like I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like every year of my life has sort of a different theme, something I'm growing through or whatever. For reflectors, it's almost like their life's divided into months and every month has a little bit of a different theme and they really are meant to take on a lot of different personas. It's almost like hey, this month I'm interested in this. I know my husband and I have talked about this with our daughter about her being interested in lots of different things. One month she's obsessed with dinosaurs and the next month she's obsessed with mermaids and like whatever. And that might keep changing and it won't be good for us to be like, okay, you have to join band and you have to stick with it forever. Do you know what I mean? She sort of needs to morph and change. Reflectors are the only type 
in the human design system, there's nine chakra centers and reflectors are the only type where those are all open. You have a lot of openness in your, your chart too, as a manifester, you only have three chakras that are colored in that are defined, but for reflectors, they're totally open, which means they're very susceptible to other people's energies in each way, whether that's a spleen where the fear resides or solar plexus where all the other emotions reside or root where time and pressure resides. They're very susceptible to anything coming in from other people. So these are often super empaths and they're very sensitive to their physical environment. So if you ever see a reflector who's ill or mentally not okay, there's something wrong with the physical environment that they are in most of the time. So it's interesting. interesting. Well, I know I'm super empathic and I feel a ton. And so I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a reflector. (laughs) Yeah. Your solar plexus is almost all the way open. So Mm -hmm. I'm that way too. I have an open solar plexus. It's like, if you and I were on our own, on a deserted island, we'd wake up fine every day because nobody else is a fa- I'm like, yes, yeah, I'll be in a happy mood every day when I wake up. And you're probably like that too. Like you wake up happy, but it's other people that affect your emotions. Yeah. yeah I like a lot of alone time. Yes. <laughs> it's actually one of the benefits when everything, uh, it's kind of weird okay. to say, but when everything's shut down, I'm like, oh, yeah. I just have an excuse to be alone more and it feels yeah. so good. <laughs> yes. I was, I was thriving during, for that part, of, for that part yeah. of the pandemic. So yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Is there anything else that you want to share in regards to human design and what you think is important for people or what you'd love to share about your message and how people can really take this information that you shared today and put it into use in their life? Yes. So I always encourage people to dive into your own chart and then start finding out the energy types of the people Mm -hmm. that you're around most of the time. So say in a given month, what 10 people do you communicate with or see the most and go look up their types and start to try to understand them and have some conversations about this. If they're open to it, I would do that. If you're a parent, highly, highly recommend doing a family overview, which I can do sort of looking at everybody's charts that are in the household and how y'all affect each other in your chakra centers and all that kind of stuff and some tips that you can do as far as parenting. And then as far as work environment, business or entrepreneurship, there's so many things that we can look at there. Like for you, the ego center, which doesn't have to do with your ego, the ego center in human design is a lot more about willpower and motivation and what drives you and all that kind of yummy stuff. So yours is the same as mine. Your gate that's lit up in your ego is number 26. And that's all about building something from the ground up that's yours and yours alone. So in the past, I've always worked with teams and stuff and it was fine and I was good at it, but it wasn't fulfilling. And I realized that I needed to create a business on my own from the ground up and be this self-made person, right? So that's your consistent motivation too, is being, you know, if you were doing a podcast with like two other people, I might be like, oh, I don't know, Leanne, like you might want to do something just on your own. So you've got that down and you've sort of 
listen to that that hit about what motivates yeah. you. In, yeah, interesting. I've done a lot of things with companies and, and business partners before, but this really is the first thing that I'm birthing mm-hmm. on my own. And it feels so good. There's a different feeling to it and it's really fulfilling. So I'm not saying that other things weren't aligned, but I didn't get that same feeling of deep satisfaction. So yeah, see, it just continues. Human design, it's just so interesting to me how our chart can show and represent all of this information. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you did today. For everyone listening, I'm going to link to a lot of different resources. We'll make sure that you can find out or that you can go do your chart for free. I'll make sure that you're connected with Allison. I'll link to your website. And then where else can people find you? I know you've got an awesome Instagram account. Yes, I'm on Instagram. I'm sort of just focusing on one thing at a time. As a busy mom, I'm like, ah, I can only do so much social media. So you can find me at YouDoWoo or on my website, YouDoWoo.com. And yeah, just send me a little DM. If you're a manifester, I, I expect an audio DM from you. Is that a thing? <laughs> is that because I always send audio notes? Is that a manifesto thing? Okay, I guess because no, of the throat. There's so many, yeah, there's so many times where I'll, I'll audio somebody and they're like, I didn't even know that you could do this. So we need more of that out there. So I expect that from any MGs or manifestors. But yeah, just say <laughs> hi. Send a screenshot of your chart. I'll send you a few tips and I'm excited to connect with y'all. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for taking the time to share your insights and and all of the information you know. It's super interesting. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. And my hope is that this episode helps you gain a better understanding of yourself and your true nature. So you can really use it in an empowering way to build and create a life that really, really lights you up from and glows, helps you glow yeah. from the inside out. This is the Glojo after all. <laughs> I love it. I love your podcasting. Well, thank you. All right. Nice chatting with you. Thanks again and have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.